Retro Rebel Gamecast episode 37 is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics for you, the listeners. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel host, Amanda. I love how you slowed that part down because you saw I just shoved like four pieces of popcorn <laughs> in my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's my fellow rebel. <laughs> Take your time. I was like, quick, 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 unmute it. <laughs> well, what's going on? Well, I think you'll be shocked and surprised to learn. I mean, it, it's it's not the best thing that you've ever been asking for. Okay. But, <laughs> well. It's it's a, I don't have a PS4 or a Nintendo, so I feel like those, you know. But underneath that, I have started playing Hearthstone. Yes. Now this. Now yeah. before you, I don't know if we've just sent the wrong uh, connection information to one another, but I have not seen you on said app. Yeah, it, it hasn't like worked. Whatever you did to try to add me didn't work, so I, I don't know how to fix that. But it may be because I'm in the Euro- European Union, and maybe they have different servers. Ah, uh, that's very possible. I don't know. I don't think so, because I'm pretty sure that I play a lot of Chinese and Japanese individuals. So, oh. Um, I mean, it's very possible, but when your name is literally only in Chinese characters, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then, yeah, maybe no. <laughs> Well, we'll have to try it again. Right. So this is it. I was like, what I'm going to do is before we do our next podcast, yeah. I am going to download and play it. Yeah. I'm going to buy the first expansion that I can get access to, and I'm going to beat that. Okay. Which I have done. Okay. So I finished the whole haunted party expansion thing, which yeah. I forget what it is called. If I did it all, it was like, I don't know, it was Cares like 20 in. Back to, to buy it. or something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. So that's where I am right now. I've just uh, beat that entire expansion, and I'm trying to unlock all the cards in, like, all of the basic decks because I started playing with Jaina like you have to, right. and, then, and then I started playing... Like I was like, mm, I'm not really about this. And then I played with the unlock the rogue. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, this is all right. You know, I could, yeah. I could get used to this. And then I pretty much only played with the rogue or the priest like the whole time. And now I'm getting weekly quests that are like, play 30 warlock cards. I'm like, right. I don't unlock 10 of them. So right. <laughs> um, yeah. So so perhaps it's not the best strategy to immediately like level one character up to 10 and then play an expansion with just it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but 
I, I would say I'm enjoying it. My only criticism, of course, is that it is an online-enabled only game, which means I cannot play it on my commute because I go underground. Right. So that's that's a bit sad because that would be the ideal time to play it, and I'd be able to play it a whole lot more. But nope, we're still watching Star Trek: The Next Generation underground. We are on season four. <laughs> well, um, I, that is exciting. I would say that is somewhere below getting a PS4 and playing The Last of Us, but not far. <laughs> um, I'm actually that's that's impressive, and I'm excited, and I hope that one day when we figure out technology, when Tech Dad over here figures out technology that we figure out how to send a friend request and can play each other. So I would be interested to see if I'm better than you or not, though. Because yeah. I find I'm generally good at those type of games, yeah. but I'm not very good at this game yet. So well, and, and the thing is, it's like, it's funny that you say that. I, probably the game I've played the most since the last time we, we recorded was is Hearthstone. Um, because it is so easy to pick up and play. And, you know, I can play one game. But for me, I also got I, I uh, took a deep dive into the uh, uh, strategy of of one character in particular, because like I played all of the characters up to level 10 first. So I played all the characters up to level 10, but I really had no interest to play anybody other than the characters that I liked from the game. It's like I'm completely mm-hmm. biased. I yeah. like I like uh, Jaina. I like Jaina as a character a lot. So Jaina's really the only character that I really invested any time into. I got her to level 50, and then I think I've run, won like 2,000 matches with her. It's retarded. Jesus. I've also lost like maybe 3,000 matches, but that's fine. Whatever. Okay, well, I feel like that's maybe not so good. No, it's not as good. It's not as good. But I also, <laughs> for a long time, really, I didn't... I tried to make my own decks and uh, instead of using my resources... And, uh, you know, taking everybody else who did the meta and all the math and, and, and allowing me, them to do the work so that I could just uh, reap, you know, the benefits. But so, you know, I, I played him and then I played Thrall. So I played the Shaman. Uh, I played the Shaman probably the second most. I'm not a big fan of uh, I like the Rogue. The Rogue's actually been fun. I think because I just flat straight run and hate the priests. And I never liked Anduin as a character. Oh, and, I always played as a priest when I was in World of Warcraft. Yeah. So I was like, rogue priest, that's what I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and uh, Anduin's okay. I, I don't really, I don't especially like him or dislike him. But um, when I've played priests, the character that I hate the most to play is priest. A close second is a, is a hunter. Uh, it's probably and so Rexar I think is the character there. I haven't um, played the hunter at all. Yeah, not once. The warlock is an interesting one just because you have uh, it's an interesting dynamic because your your uh, hero power costs you health, so you can lose two health to draw a card, um, and so you really it's 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 managing your health, and then with uh, the druid which you manage your mana and so you can like mana spike really fast and get a lot of really big cards out there um the shaman has an interesting mechanic where you you end up uh, locking a lot of your mana with certain characters so you know you play a character and it'll it'll lock two of your two of your crystals for the next turn and then if you had four now you only have two you can play with and so you gotta have you kind of have to manage it that way and so uh, each of them has an interesting mechanic. 
some of them some of them for me are a little bit more for uh, more fun than others but uh the yeah Jaina is the one i play the most i have all of her cards <laughs> actually I have, nah. all of her, I have all of her cards except for the newest expansion uh is the is uh the lich king and i have not gotten the lich version of Jaina. so there's a there's a lich version of Jaina out there and you can replace your character when you play that card. It replaces your character, gives you a new hero power, and uh, and I haven't beaten that one yet. So that's why I haven't beaten that that expansion yet. And so I don't right. have a card. But so so you have enjoyed it though. Let me ask you another question while you take a drink. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I have I have enjoyed it, and I generally like that sort of game. It's just one of those things where I really wish, even if the solo campaigns and stuff were offline, because I, that's what I find super frustrating is that when when I'm offline, I like to do things in the game that like prepare me to do online stuff later. Yeah. And if on my commute, I could spend hours unlocking all these cards, you know, when I couldn't do anything else. However, you know, when I have limited time at home, I'm like, well, why would I sit here and unlock cards against the computer or whatever when yeah. I could be playing Tavern Brawl with, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. with a chance to get proper rewards and whatever. So I actually, like, I really enjoy the game, but I find some of its restrictions a bit difficult to, you know, deal with. Because I like to spend more time playing it, but once again, it's that triage of I've got an hour. What am I going to do? Right. No, I I completely understand. And if you don't have the internet, then there's only so much you can do. So, yeah, that that'd be frustrating. Um, I guess you know I normally if I'm playing it and I can't play it on a commute because I'm actually driving. So, um, when I'm supposed to be working, Mm -hmm. there are many times I'm playing at my desk. Naughty. Yeah. Well, some of us aren't teachers, you know. We actually have important jobs that require all of our attention. Oh, you know? I know. Absolutely. <laughs> we're not, you know, we're not leading the future of our country or anything. Straight you know? into a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> completely, completely uh, understand that. So, uh, so news: the Xbox uh, One X was recently released. Uh, initial impressions, thoughts uh, on this. I don't know if you want to call it the pseudo, the pseudo next generation, uh, the half half measure generation uh, of uh, of console and you know improvements. I don't know what you would want to call it, but what are your thoughts? Um, my opinion really hasn't changed um, from when it was announced at E3 or showcased at E3. I think, you know, most people would have just purchased, like, a large 1080p flat screen within the last, like, five years, maybe. So the idea that people are going to buy a 4K television is not really realistic. And in order for that thing to work properly... And to show graphics as it should, you need a 4K TV. So it's not about the cost of the console. 
it's just the fact that if you don't have a 4K TV, there is no point. Yeah. Because it's just not going to be the same. And why would you spend the money on a half console now unless you do have the 4K TV? And then at that point, I would say, you know, go ahead. But I don't. Um, <laughs> when I know the next generation that comes out is going to be 4K regardless, but hopefully it will have other improvements in addition to the 4K. Yeah. You know, like maybe it'll be smaller or the games will be cheaper somehow or it'll come with loads more storage or, you know, faster processor. I don't know. I don't know what it could come with better, different controllers or something, but 4k alone, because I have no plans to buy a 4k television. We just bought a 55 inch 1080p like year before last. We're not buying another TV anytime soon. That one's fine. Like, right. you right. know, like, <laughs> I mean, so I, I would say that's my initial reaction to the, the Xbox One X. You know, it's... Yeah. Hmm. Do, do you kind of think it's the same as, not really VR, but, you know, just that it's a, it's a niche, though. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a niche product in that only a certain population really can even invest in it. Um, because I think the, the idea, the selling point is that it's backwards compatibility is supposed to be the best of all of the, you know, you're supposed to be able to play the, the largest catalog of games of any, of any console out there. And, you know, is that enough? No, I don't think it, like, if you think about it, like, okay, cool. Backwards compatibility is fantastic. But for the price of the Xbox One X and the other features that it does, you need that 4K TV, I'm telling you. Like, that backwards compatible thing is just not enough. Like, there are enough emulators out there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why would, you, why would you have that be your solo concern? Because, let's face it, if you don't have a 4K TV, the backwards compatibility is all you've got. And you're saying that you would happily give Microsoft another couple hundred bucks for that. Maybe more than that. Yeah. How much is it in the U.S. now? I'm willing to bet it's the same price as it's a you know a two ninety nine. We can find out really quickly if I actually did my homework, but um, we'll find out. We'll we will. Because I think it's like two ninety nine or two forty nine over here. But that's pounds. Yeah. Let's see. Shopping. Xbox One X. Is, that's ridiculous. The one terabyte version is 500. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I mean, hell to the no. Yeah. That's at Best Buy. I'm assuming that came with multiple games, but there's a good chance it didn't. I mean, okay. probably one. Yeah, it's one. I um, knew it. No, it doesn't. An Xbox. What the hell? What? No! What's wrong with this company? It doesn't come with one. 40% more power than any console. Good. I don't know what that means. I mean, who cares? I wonder how good Kotor like... would look on 4K. 
if you don't have a TV, exactly the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, it. I mean, if if it's, uh, I mean, KOTOR, you can't, KOTOR would probably look much worse on a 4K TV. I mean, KOTOR, if you go back and play it, eh, graphics don't hold up right now. Game's great. So that means all the bundles that I've been seeing have been for the Xbox One S to clear that stock oh, out yeah, yeah, prior yeah. to the X coming out. Yes. Ah, cheeky Amazon. <laughs> just, it's just one letter yeah so uh I, you know i listened to the uh, kind of funny game cast the other day and they they had interviewed one of the xbox uh marketing you know uh, higher up big wigs and basically what he said is you know he i mean he he sold it on the 4K experience, but if you don't have the 4K experience, and this is obviously not something he said because he's not going to say anything that would get you to yeah, of course. not buy it, but without that, you definitely, uh, I, I feel like you're not getting your money's worth, and so it's, uh, I, I just don't see it being worth it. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement. Yeah, because, you know, we are. A lot of times you fight me on my superior opinions, you know, and it's about time that you come around. Well. Don't get used to it. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I completely agree. I, I'd, and this is coming from the, you know, someone who succumbs to the direct debit 5,000. So. Succumbs. Succumbs. Yes, I mean, I succumb amazing. To I succumb to it as if I have very little choice in the matter. So. <laughs> um, Fantastic. But so anyway, <clears throat> that is that's not really all the news. But uh, did you have any? Was there anything else that had come up in the news uh, that you were interested in discussing? That was pretty much my my big news point. I mean, there are other games that are being released. There's movies, but um, any gaming yeah, news? Not off the top of my head that you know, really excited me. I mean, there's gaming news all the time, but it it doesn't mean that it's, you know, retro rebel worthy. I think sometimes like get made a big deal out of, you know what I mean? That it's just not that big of a concern. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, You know, I see, I scroll through and see stuff all the time and figure if, or see if we want to really talk about it or, or spend any time on it. And sometimes I think, uh, there's people that are just reporting news for the sake of news, and so. Um, yeah, like wasn't there a scandal about um, Guild Wars Two suddenly having loot boxes or something in it, and like oh. everyone's obsessed with this loot box problem? I have not heard that. No. I have definitely seen that. Um, so Guild Wars Two obviously is a free to play MMO, um, and. Yeah, basically they're supposed to have just recently added loot boxes like within the last few days or something to their uh, economy and it's, you know, unbalanced loads of things. I mean, I I haven't really looked much into the full story, so that's all I'm going to say. I just loot boxes seems to be the thing everybody's talking about right now. Yeah. But as I've said every time they've come up, if you do not like them, do not buy them, right. and then people won't put them in their games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because that's the problem is like people want to whinge about things, and then they're like, "Oh, but you know, I had to buy them in order to be competitive." You don't, mate. 
You know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't. Don't buy the game. Don't buy the loot box. Just don't. If you don't, they will stop making it. Like that. That's yeah. economics. That's true. I don't know why it is that. And who has all this expendable income? And the the people that would rather. Uh, I don't know. I guess I. I don't know. I guess I I I see, I see the draw to want to be to excel the fastest. But then what? You know, it's like, and then there's, it's an empty, it's an empty win anyway. A pyrrhic um, victory, I yeah. believe, is the phrase you're looking for. There we go. I'll take that. Pyrrhic victory. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also now, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Titanfall? Titanfall was a Microsoft exclusive game, correct? Yes, it was. But it it was only it was only distributed by Microsoft. It was a different or published by Microsoft. It was a different developer, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, because I was I I just ran across a story, and this can be the last one for our news, unless you think of something else. But uh, that EA bought that company. And the publisher or the um, yeah, the, the developer behind the developer, yeah, which I believe is Respawn. Oh right, I that yes, I have heard of that yeah. actually. Yeah, and so Come they. you think of it? Yeah. And uh, that they confirmed that there will be another Titanfall. <gasps> Yay! So oh. that's good news for Titanfall fans. Well, you've got to play Titanfall. He's so precious. Titanfall <laughs> two though, Titanfall one was lame. Titanfall two though, he's so precious. It's well, I will have to play that one. That is one I've heard really good things of. We talked about it multiple times, and so I definitely need to get to it. Um, defo. 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 All right, so is it time for our Audible? Oh, it is. Yep, that topic is brought to you by our sponsor, Audible.com. Reading is fun, and Audible has been around for almost 20 years, providing a great service. Help us out by heading over to Audible.com and check out their trial service, of a free audiobook and 30-day trial by entering audibletrial.com slash Toddcast. Remember, audibletrial.com slash Toddcast and receive a free audiobook and 30-day trial to check out their service. Amanda, what is our recommendation this week? Uh, so our recommendation is the second uh, audiobook in the Audible original series, Alien. It is called River of Pain by Christopher Golden. Um, and it is narrated by an entire cast. So it's very much like a production. Nice. It is part of the Alien franchise. And essentially, this is Ellen Ripley coming back to Earth. Um, and it's supposed to be really tense. Um, it's super highly rated for uh, 4.45 stars. And uh, 1,700 people have listened to this book. And you can get it for free from the trial. It is one of the Audible originals. So look for it in that tab. Awesome. You can head over to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast to get that free title today or choose from over 180,000 other titles. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Main topic. All right, so a topic near and dear to probably both of us and maybe in different ways is RPGs and all of the, the plethora of topics that we could use. Plethora being... My academic word of the day. Mm-hmm. Melee 
or ranged? What say you? What is your choice? What's your what's your optimum class? And uh, you know, and why? Why would you choose? Why would you even make that terrible decision? <laughs> make that terrible decision? <laughs> well, you already decided that I'm making a whatever yours was is, is obviously terrible. Uh huh. Well, then you go first, so that then at least I'll have the strength of going second <laughs> and crushing your argument. Well, you know what my argument's going to be. It's going to be both. Um, oh, and it depends my on the game. God. See, that's why you no, should you go, go to hell. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would say that generally speaking that I pick melee. I'd say melee is my go-to in almost every game. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do, if that particular thing has anything to do with my personality. But I remember in Skyrim, I uh, I wanted to... I kind of wanted my character initially to look just like the character on the box. Um, or the one that's always in the... Yeah, I wanted him to look like a big Viking. But then you get... What is the... Is it Drainic uh, Elf Armor or something? You would know better than mm. me. Yeah. That, I wanted I'm going to let you go with that word. Okay, where, what is it? What, you tell me. Tell me it's what, Daedric. Daedric, okay, that's Daedric. close. Drainage. For someone, for someone who literally... Pike. Drainage. Drainage elves? The drainage elves. <laughs> Daedric. Uh, Daedric. What elves? Uh, oh. Daedric. Daedric. Drainage. Um, I wanted that armor, and I, and I watched a video. I watched a YouTube video of a guy who literally just powered up his fists to the point that he could punch dragons to death. And that was his powers. Like, he didn't even carry weapons anymore. He just punched dragons to death. I mean, that's amazing. It was amazing. I was like, God. I mean, I don't have the time, but that's awesome. That could have been one of the most awesome things I've ever seen in gaming. And uh, so I would say that I I pick melee. And I pick melee mostly because I feel like I have the most agency of my character. That, like, I control blocking, moving, anything that strikes me. I can usually, I'm, it's usually my fault if I don't block it. Uh, and so, and it's also my fault if I don't extinguish my foes. Um, because, and I, I just, you know, if you're shooting them from afar, whether you have a bow or uh, you're shooting them with spells, I don't feel like I'm as much in the, you know, in the fray or I don't have as much agency with with what's going on. And this completely contradicts how I play MMOs. For the record, but uh, for for most RPGs, though, um, I would say that I that I usually pick melee. I did say, however, that it depends, and so in every in almost every instance that is the case, except for two franchises. That is Star Wars, Kotor, Knights of the Old Republic, and Bioshock. Uh, uh, I almost said Bioshock, and I meant Bioware, but Mass Effect. So in Mass Effect and KOTOR, those are two games where that wasn't the case. I actually That's because Co- you get to use like a lightsaber sort of thing well, in the game. Yeah, but see, so, I don't use the lightsaber. So I don't even want it. Just, That's the thing. Well, you it's want like, a vibroblade? No, I don't even want a vibroblade. I just want to use force powers and never want to be touched. 
It's like it's like the opposite of of what I was saying with the with. But the wait, other. are you counting force lightning as melee? Because I wouldn't count that as melee. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like this is this is the situation where where I don't want melee. Oh, okay. Like I only want melee in every other game except for. Couture. Oh, I thought you were saying you do, and I was like, well, then why aren't you using a lightsaber? I can't right. agree with this strategy. <laughs> no. Kotor and and uh, Mass Effect. In Mass Effect, I think, and I think the the common thread is, in Mass Effect, you have a lot of Jedi like powers. So, the more bionic or you know the biotic powers that you have, you can lift things with your mind. You can shoot force at them. You can cause them to you know put them in a singularity or a stasis field or whatever. There's all kinds of similar to force powers. Uh, powers that you get in in mass effect and so i think i think that's why i kind of went that direction i didn't really like the soldier builds uh i'm not a big shooter and so the closest that you could really get would be uh either that or or using your you you have your tech weapons where you can go up and stab somebody with your tech knife or whatever i don't know i didn't ever do it i always fought people from afar lifted them up Threw them over bridges, things like that. That's because you're a crack artist, you crack <laughs> artist. <laughs> so, but that's that's why I, that's why I did. I felt like you. It was most similar to being a Jedi, and uh, and the powers. You know, I just feel like you feel so much more powerful. There's so much more you could do. You, as a as a soldier, in Mass Effect. You you jump into the fray, you're shooting everything, but you still can only really deal with one person at a time. And although that's true with the biotic powers, I could lift this person up so they're no longer shooting me. Then I focus my other biotic powers on another person or group. And if I get my singularity big enough, I can actually hit two, three, four people in a group, picking all of them up off the ground while the, my other two people in my party pick them off. So... I just feel. I like didn't I, know this was a co-op play opportunity. So <laughs> well, it's it's so like, I'm learning things. Yeah, well, I mean, you do have two other people in your party, and they're usually not idiots. Some in the first game, they're kind of idiots. Um, in Andromeda, they actually do help you pretty much. But oh, you're talking Mass Effect? I thought you were yeah. talking about Star Star Wars. Still, I was like, what's happening? <laughs> no, well, in Star Wars, you do too, though. In Star Wars, you have two people in your party. And depending on who you pick, it d- depends on how helpful they are. If you have the Mandalorian... Which Star Wars game is this? KOTOR. Oh, right. Well, I mean, I played that like 10 years ago. <laughs> Memory not so good. <laughs> well, I, I play it every now and then. I, I don't play it for long, but I'll put it back in. And then I, I get to the first loading screen and I realize I don't have time to play it anymore. So, it ends up being... Say lovey. <laughs> well, Darth Vader. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I hey, I I've gotten good at the Darth Vader muting situation. So, <laughs> so what is your uh, what's your choice, melee or ranged, and why? Uh, well, obviously, I'm gonna go ranged um, yes. because you know, of course, of course. Um, I. Typically, if there is a ranged plus stealth option, that's what we're rocking. Um, I don't ever want to have to use any sort of block button. And 
the concept of one is profoundly upsetting. Uh, so the fact that you like that part, I'm like, if anyone touches me, I have made a grave mistake. So, true. you know, I got to, I think, like, level 62 in Skyrim. And I was so powerful with my, like, Nightblade armor and, like, crazy arrow, like, bow skills and, like, assassin skills and stealth skills that not only could I stand right next to the most overpowered foes in the game, giants, whatever, it doesn't matter, they could never see me, but I had this, there was like a thing I think called Sure Shot maybe, but it slows down time in order for you to get a second critical from stealth. So I could one or two shot every creature in the game, including dragons. It didn't matter. Um, As long as I was in stealth um, and they didn't see me, then, you know, with my bow, I could completely wreck everything. But I did craft iron daggers and craft my way to level 62. You know what I mean? I think I was, like, level 15 before I did a single mission. So the whole game was like pretty much easy mode, but you know we're we're not about that grind in life. You know I needed no. I needed to steal things and shoot dragons in the butt, and yes. that's what I do. So I'm ranged on everything. Um, if there's options to be a mage, then I'm a mage. If there's options to be a stealth like archer or something like that, I'm a stealth archer. And if all else fails, I'm a ranged healer. So that's that's pretty much all I play. I have almost never played a melee character and I every time I have to because like maybe that's the only character available, you know, like it's a first person, you know, something other. I'm always very upset that that's the it's lot I've been cast in life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even like even give me a pistol, mate. Like So <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. So did you play Fable? I did play Fable. What was your... I mean, how did you build your character in Fable? I think I used uh, Mage Fireballs all the yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much all Fireballs. See, I don't... Um, and I think I did Necromancy a bit as well, if I'm not confusing two games at the same time. I think you could do that in the second one, maybe? Mm. I think you could raise the dead or do something like that. Uh, yeah, that one. I I mean this the I really liked the first. I liked both fables actually, but um I don't they would they're not like one of my f- favorite games of all time, but I have fond memories of them. I think that I had a balance between my I think I was pretty much a sword. I used my you had a bow as well, didn't you? Or some kind of ranged weapon, a slingshot. Um I don't know, did I? Did we? I don't know. I feel like I did, but I know I had at least one spell that was pretty big, pretty strong, because that's how that game worked as well, as you you basically improved your skills based on whatever you chose to use as your chief. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. You're not wrong. So if you, if you used your, if you used the, you know, your light, your, your lightning spell or whatever, then it got better if you used 
your sword, then your sword got stronger or whatever. So I was pretty sure that my sword, my my uh, sword and my magic was pretty strong. Um, but I preferred, I think I still preferred to use uh, my sword. And even in Warcraft, I I play a shaman. I've played a shaman. That's been my main, and I am proud to say I've been playing that game since vanilla. And I have had. I've only had two characters that I've played for a long time. Um, but my main, I've had since, and I created him when uh, the Burning Crusade came out. And I've been playing him since. So he's uh, he's a Draenei Shaman. And, uh, yeah. And he's Enhancement. So Enhancement is... I think I played a Night Elf Priest, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Alliance. Night Elf, yeah. Holy Priest. So I was a and I was an enhancement shaman and that's where they dual wield. Um, they are the they are the melee uh, spec of the shaman. And so even a, even a shaman who has two specs that are ranged, I chose the one that was melee. Um, and I and it's melee's hard to, to do uh on on wow or it can be you know it's not like auto shot with a hunter um but i was a healer too and and that's something for another podcast but um but yeah i was i was even melee in that as well so yeah well that's good and i wonder what that says though i mean i I don't know if it does we're not psychologically analyzing it necessarily but i wonder if that says anything well i think that's a topic for another time (laughs) but for right now Get away from me, you, yeah. you ugly dirty, smash, you dirty, dirty, dirty dim-witted, dim-witted, yeah, me- melee, yeah, just, just like to pound things into submission and ask smash. questions later. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, that brings <laughs> us to our final. Oh, I know. Well, and it's probably not far from the truth. Um, that brings us to our final topic: the featured favorite, a topic where we. Choose one of our favorite games of all time. It's not always a critical uh, favorite, but it is one of our favorite games. And uh, and then we make fun of each other's games. So what is your featured favorite this week, Amanda? My featured favorite this week is actually a mobile game. Wow. Um, Pokemon yeah. Go. No! <laughs> oh, man, I haven't thought about Pokemon Go in a long time. Although that was pretty fun for like a hot minute. And then yeah, it was. Everyone uninstalled it because we missed our batteries. Yeah. Um, and and also when they made it that you couldn't hunt while you were like moving fast, like in a train. Then I was like, oh well, forget this. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I've got Same to walk around the can't town. Do it on my commute. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so no, my future favorite is a mobile game. It is Plants vs Zombies which is a pretty old game now at this point, but it is available on Le Mobile, and it's a really fun strategy-based game. Um, I know I've talked about it before. Um, I've talked about, I think, uh, on, on games that aren't cool to like, perhaps. Um, but it is a really fun game. You essentially, the goal is to keep the zombies that are coming in waves from reaching your front porch, and the only thing between you and them is your garden full of carnivorous plants. So it's a resource management and strategy-based game. It's really fun. Um, it is 
you know, free to play last I ever saw. So, um, you know, you get resources in the form of sunlight, um, and the, there is a certain type of plant that will create those for you. And then you use that sun to purchase other plants. Um, and sun kind of falls randomly on the garden. You have to collect it as well, but it's much slower than if you're just producing it. Um, and each plant does different things. You know, some of them attract zombies and some of them freeze zombies and some of them like actually physically eat the zombies and some of them shoot like little projectiles at them because they're little pea pods. And they have little yeah. pea shooters. It's really cute. It's flipping adorable. Um, and, and eventually when you get pretty good at how the game works, um, or you've completed all the levels, then when you design your garden, you can kind of try to focus on aesthetics as well. So like have the most beautiful murderous garden. That, that is what I, I find like about the game. So I, I like symmetry, you know, I'll dig up a plant that's like not in the right place, you know, and replace him with, with yeah. something else. Um, because I need the same number or same colors or same type of plant, you know, got to be very organized here. Um, <laughs> so it's like an OCD person's like dream because you can have everything lined up in rows and that's quite nice. So I would recommend that for anybody that's looking for a data free mobile game, you can use it underground. It definitely works. Uh, it downloads itself kind of all in one go and it's quite a fun little little game you know I, I played it for like three months straight and that was that but you know it's fun why not yeah what about you what's your featured favorite my featured favorite uh is metal gear solid 2 um on on the original playstation i can't believe that i hadn't mentioned this one yet either i know i've talked about it in other podcasts as well but and it is you know well thought of in terms of you know, video video game circles as as a great game, um, but the reason I think it it just stands out in my mind is because it did things that no other game had done at the time. At least for me, it was a completely different genre of gaming for me. I there's I think there was a game called uh, around the same time called Thief. Did you ever play Thief on PC? No, not on PC. I've only played Thief on console. Okay. Um. Well, on uh, I know it. I know it was on PC, but I don't know when it came out originally. Anyway, it was the first time that I ever had a game where you know we're sneaking around and stealth play was a big part of the game. That it had a story at one point that I thought was understandable and you could follow it. Eventually, it became completely convoluted, but um, but it was interesting and it, and the voice acting was great and uh, the characters and. Every every character, including the villains, seemed to have some depth and and a, and a and a backstory, and so you were invested in every one of the boss battles. And very, I mean, it had incredibly good in terms of pacing and and uh, the environments and 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 just to me, it was it was one of the best games on PlayStation to come out, and and again, one of my featured favorites. Uh, the part that blew my mind in that game, if you remember, was the Psychomanus portion, where he reads, he basically tells you to Oh, yeah, your, he breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, he breaks the fourth wall, and he tells you to put your controller on the ground, and he makes it vibrate across the floor. And he, oh, that's uh, so creepy. Yeah, and then he starts telling you video games that you have saved on your uh, on your save card. 
So he starts mentioning games that you've played before, and uh, because there's a record of it on the card, so he reads. That's your... so upsetting. Yeah, yeah, and so it was like, what the? <laughs> uh, it just, yeah, it blew your mind. It blew my mind. So that was just so cool, and and it made a huge impression. And it's a game that holds up. You know, it it uh, it definitely holds up, and although the graphics are are a little bit difficult to get get past. Um, it's still a lot of fun, and it's and it was a good game. So, my featured favorite, Metal Gear Solid Two. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, TempleOfGeek.com. Any questions or comments, feel free to email us at RetroRebel at TempleOfGeek.com. Please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download and rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See ya.